Welcome to the Kupinger Coal Analyst Chat. I'm your host. My name is Matthias Reinbart. I'm Lead Advisor and Senior Analyst with Kupinger Coal Analysts. My guest today for the first time is Roland Bühler. He is a fellow analyst with Kupinger Coal Analysts and he's hailing from Hamburg. Hi, Roland. Good to see you. Hi, Matthias. Great to have you. And we are talking about a topic that you are focusing on. I, I, I know that you are mainly focusing on everything consumer identity. And you've just recently published um, a leadership compass about the topic of CDPs, of consumer data platforms or customer data platforms. Um, first of all, we know of CIAM, of, of Consumer Identity and Access Management. What is a CDP? What uh, differs uh, here from a CIAM system, from a CRM system or a, a DMP platform in general? Yeah, let's have a look. Let's say at the definition of a CDP. First of all, the term customer data platform or CDP stands for software or a collection of software that creates databases that enable the centralized management of customer data. So there are a couple of challenges our organizations are actually facing. And uh, one of them is that uh, the customers are expecting a seamless customer journey across various analog and digital touch points. And this comprises highly individual marketing messages, recommendations, and the right information at the right point in time. The second challenge is that due to scattered data silos, uh, for most organizations, it's uh, really a challenge to create 360-degree customer profiles build customer segments or manage customer journeys based on a complete customer-related set of information. And the customer data platforms can help in such cases to break down data silos, aggregate information, and create complete customer profiles and segments uh, as a base for integrated omnichannel customer experience across all touch points say by connecting first uh, party solutions, but also third party solutions uh, based on a best of breed technology stack, for instance. And you also mentioned a couple of, let's say, other uh, kinds of systems that uh, there might be an overlap. Let's say if we have a look at DMPs, CRM systems, and furthermore, there are, let's say, marketing automation solutions. Let's, let's briefly uh, distinguish those those types of systems. So uh, DMP data management platform is mainly a software platform that is a little bit more generic. It's used to collect or manage all kinds of data, not specifically related to customers, product data, financial information, whatever. So the aim is the same to avoid data silos, but it's more generic than a CDP. Probably all of us know or even use CRMs, customer relationship management systems, uh, software that management customer data. Um, also from different communication channels such as phone, email, live chat or social media. But uh, the aim of the CRM system is mainly to support sales by managing sales funnels or helping to develop quality leads. While the CDP system gives us a more complete view of uh, the customer behind, beyond the sales cycle, even uh, for instance, where you do identity resolution in case anonymous uh, users of a website. Last but not least, the uh, marketing automation, also a, a buzzword uh, often used uh, 
actually represents a software collection of tools that helps to manage and automate orchestration of customer journeys across uh, multiple touch points. And by the way, many CDP solutions include features that might be part of, let's say, marketing solutions as well. So there's definitely a local lab uh, if we have a look at journey builders that enable the users to um, yeah, build customer journeys based on based on particular decisions, based on A-B testing. That could be part of both, either CDP or marketing automation solution. That's also something we figured out in our report that many capabilities from marketing automation solutions could be part of a, a CDP as well. Right, and that makes perfect sense with also what how I, I um, yeah have a notion of these systems interacting with each other. When I'm asked as an advisor by by, by customers of Kupinger Coal who are trying to implement a CIAM solution, when they ask how large is such a profile, how what what how many attributes are stored within a CIAM yeah. system, I usually try to recommend and to say them keep it as lean as possible because everything else. Um, is usually handled in different platforms. I know CIAM systems come with the same promise, uh, progressive profiling and getting to deeper insight, and they can do that. But when we get to bigger picture, I guess um, an organization should look at um, at a CDP for doing the work that you just described. Am I right? You're right. And um, as you said, uh, there are uh, uh, various systems that gather information, that store information, and IAM or CIM is a good example. Here, of course, you have a kind of a profile of a customer, of a consumer, uh, of a user, uh, but it might not uh, represent a complete picture. And that's exactly the idea of a CDP. Uh, a, a IAM system, CIM system might be a perfect data source for a CDP system, among others, such as uh, CRM, such as, for instance, uh, a chatbot. Uh, and the idea of a CDP is to collect that information in one place to have really a 360-degree uh, view of that particular customer or consumer. Right. You've mentioned this, this, this consolidating, this collecting capability of CDPs. And when you created that leadership compass, what were other capabilities that you think are key for CDPs and how did you evaluate them then afterwards? Yeah, we had a look at, at various um, uh, topics that we considered as uh, key aspects uh, for a CDP. Uh, first of all, we had a look at the connectors. Eh? As we have seen already now in our discussion, it's key to gather information from various systems and also to give back the information, for instance, when it comes to uh, customer activation, for instance, in order to use um, information attributes stored in a CDP, for instance, for email marketing, for recommendations and so on. So here it's crucial that it's really a flexible approach in terms of the connectors uh, here, many solutions um, offer, let's say, really plug-and-play solutions that even enable a, a marketeer without any technical skills to connect, for instance, an email marketing tool with a CDP solutions or easily retrieve information from a um, CRM system just with a couple of clicks. Furthermore, also, of course, flexible solutions for the technical guys are uh, important if it, it comes to individualization. So we had a look at both the plug-and-play connectors and uh, let's say the more technical side on the connectors. 
Furthermore, identity resolution is a key topic when it comes to CDPs. Um, often in a very early stage of a customer journey, I don't know the user. I just know there is a person visiting my website. I can track that behavior based on a cookie or based on another technology. And um, my aim is already at that stage to create a customer profile, which might be based uh, on an anonymous user, but I want to uh, have an identity resolution possibility in order to say, okay, that is a person visiting my website. That is the same person coming back two days later. And at a certain point, that particular person might register for an account or place an order, and then it's key to assign that information to the right customer profile in order to have a complete picture. So identity resolution is also a key topic that we evaluated in our leadership compass. Furthermore, segmentation, building customer segments is highly important based on a variety of browser files. Uh, those solutions have capabilities to segment the customers, to group them in order to address them with appropriate marketing measures, marketing messages. For instance, you have a particular segment of uh, customers that live in a certain area, that have a certain income, that have a certain, let's say, gender. And based on that information, you can address highly individual recommendations, marketing messages, marketing content to that particular segment. Furthermore, most solutions offer a really uh, easy to use 360 degree customer profile where you can explore your customer, your consumer based on various attributes from various perspectives. Uh, that is a topic we evaluate. And furthermore, also a custom activation was an important topic, uh, either based on interfaces, based on connector to for instance, marketing automation solutions, but also based on internal capabilities. As I mentioned earlier, many solutions offer customer journey uh, orchestration tools where I can clearly define when do I want to trigger a customer with an email, when do I want to send and follow up, when do I want to uh, maybe give a discount. This can be done with such uh, tools, either based on interfaces or based on internal uh, capabilities. Automation um, is a quite broad aspect when it comes to uh, CDPs. Uh, in many cases, uh, automation is based on machine learning capabilities. For instance, to automatically detect and uh, identify customer segments automatically react on a particular customer behavior. And that is something where we have really seen some great innovations uh, that some vendors included in their uh, CDP solutions. Analytics and reporting, of course, that's key um, in order to yeah, just see what's going on and see how uh, you can improve um, your, uh, let's say, customer journeys step by step. And last but not least, and this is also a key coping or code topic, privacy and compliance, because only when uh, we uh, have a solution that uh, is in accordance with the current privacy uh, regulations and legislations, we can build trust and probably trust is the best uh, marketing uh, we can offer. 
Great, thanks. That was a great overview of the key capabilities of such a CDP. When an organization is looking into uh, deploying such a CDP, when they think that this can really add value to managing their individual customer groups' journeys, um, what are key aspects to consider. Um, for example, I, I think that some kind of uh, standard functionalities, think of retail organizations um, providing online shops, um, that is something where they are, where they can anticipate what will be required. But if you are in, a, in, a, in an industry that is um, yeah. not that common, how can you, um, how can they adapt this solution to their, to their individual requirements? So what, what are the key considerations when choosing such a tool? Yeah, yeah. We have seen that there are really different flavors of CDPs and each of the CDP has a particular route, has a particular focus, has a particular, let's say, um, strategy in how they might help customers. Some uh, solutions are a little bit more B2C oriented, others are more on the B2B side. Some are really embedded in a um, great ecosystem. Some rather focus on a best of breach approach by having a great uh, set of connectors in order to really connect to an existing uh, marketing technology stack. And probably as always when implementing a new system, I recommend to start with a business case, uh, just to evaluate whether a CDP implementation could be an option to meet a strategic aim because a CDP is not an end in itself. Uh, Especially when it comes to CDPs, it's important to involve all stakeholders that are relevant uh, to making the project a success because it's much more than marketing. Huh? It's, it's, of course, at the first glance, it's somewhere located in the marketing and sales area, but it's much more. It's a, it's a project that affects the whole company because the data might be retrieved from various sources uh, uh, around the company. For instance, when it comes to service management, uh, there might be a relevant data source, but service management might be also uh, important stakeholders when retrieving data from such a CDP. So involve everyone, but um, use requirements engineering methods to create, for instance, user story to uh, understand the business requirements and not to go ahead with a too technical approach uh, that can come later. And also important from my point of view, as we have many stakeholders, um, don't create a, let's say, monolithic project. It's okay to specify as much as possible at a certain point in time because you don't know more. Um, if some future requirements are not totally clear yet, yeah, specify that as much as possible, but um, ensure that you um, choose a flexible solution in order to meet your future aims because you cannot know them. It's an agile topic. When you use the CDP, you will gather further information. You will have new insights that will have an impact on your marketing measures, on your marketing strategies. And so it's a continuous uh, improvement process. And that's something you really need to consider um, because you don't know yet what will happen in two years. And most of the solutions are really that flexible. But uh, first of all, go ahead with the solution that fits most, that is scalable, that is flexible. These are, let's say, um, generic recommendations that might be relevant for, for each and every uh, implementation of a CDP. 
Great. Thank you. Um, since we're talking about a leadership compass, which compares uh, market segments, vendors, product services, of course, we want to know about um, names. Um, so how many yeah. vendors slash service providers did you consider? And what are some typical names that you came across maybe that end up in the yeah. upper right corner of the of the evaluation? Just like to give an overview, not to highlight specific ones, but to yeah. to, to, to to lay the, the, the ground which companies are there. Yeah, so we have actually 13 vendors um, with 13 solutions in our leadership compass, and they all have a different background. On one hand, we have uh, large and established vendors uh, such as Microsoft, Salesforce, Adobe, or SAP. Um, they offer CDP solutions as a part of an extensive ecosystem. Huh? They, they have their solutions in place for many, many years, and here uh, most of them are quite new uh, to the CDP market, but uh, their solutions are uh, closely embedded or directly connected to other solutions from that vendor, but also open to um, uh, be combined with other uh, third-party solutions, of course. On the other hand, we have um, some vendors that are really uh, focused on the CDP market. Some of them founded a couple of years, of years ago, and some of them are even, let's say, single product vendors. Um, so in that case, for instance, we have Optimove, Bloomrage, Amparticle, or MG Data. They are smaller uh, than, let's say, the Microsofts uh, uh, in that area, but uh, they're really focused on uh, the CDP uh, sector. And um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, there's no right or wrong. There could be a smaller but focused vendor that could be a right solution, but there could be also the choice to stick to one of the larger vendors because you already use some uh, solutions of that particular vendor where you have, a let's say, um, direct uh, connectivity uh, to existing uh, solutions of that vendor. Great. So I, if I understand you correctly, this is a, an evolving market. We have the, the key large players on the one hand. We have new companies entering that field. How do you anticipate is the, the uh, CDP market developing? How would, will it evolve? Will there be more change? Will, is it still in the a, in a, in a process of maturing? Yeah, definitely. Um, the market is quite new. Although um, such solutions developed for, for a couple of years already, the term CDP is say, relatively new, and it's interesting to see where the vendors come from. As I mentioned earlier, some really come from, from the marketing automation uh, sector, from the media sector, and they just had a logical next step to uh, develop a CDP solution and uh, make their offering more complete. On the other hand, we also had some uh, vendors that were startups a couple of years ago, and they really started with the aim to create a um, a great uh, CDP solution. And from that point of view, we have really a, a quite heterogeneous situation in terms of the vendors, and we actually see that we have some, let's say, very focused vendors that actually start to add more and more, uh, let's say, the capabilities to their solution, maybe also in order to extend the solution that was focused really on the customer data uh, and, let's say, extended solution with marketing automation capabilities. So, let's say, to go bigger. 
others. Uh, well, they, they came from CRM, they came from uh, media solutions, and they uh, just um, have seen, okay, we need another piece of software to include uh, CDP uh, capabilities in our let's say, technology stack in our offering. So there are different ways, different ways uh, that the vendors uh, develop. And even, let's say, some new vendors appear on the market that, let's say, were not, uh, let's say, focused on, on marketing and sales topics uh, in the past, but they just become from the data point of view. We have strong data analytics capabilities and we will use that capabilities for specifically the customer data uh, market. So uh, I assume that um, many vendors will still develop, although uh, many of them have a strong offering right now already, but we will also see new vendors in the market uh, in the near future. You've mentioned the the extension of the capabilities of the individual solutions, and you've mentioned earlier the the use of machine learning of AI um, yeah. being added to the portfolio of these products. Of course, we see that aspect of AI being added to technical solutions in, in various areas. Yeah. Uh, what are other future trends that you expect to happen, and that um, our audience also should consider watching in the future when having read your leadership compass? Yeah, uh, so. As you mentioned, machine learning is definitely one of the, the key topics. Many vendors have it. Some or almost all plan to have it in the near futures if they don't have it yet. And um, actually, of course, machine learning is not an end in itself. And it might help uh, to better understand your customer behavior and to continuously improve, uh, let's say, the customer journey, the customer experience. What I see actually is that technical things become let's say, easy to use. So many vendors already have uh, dashboards, uh, configurators, where even a marketeer without any technical skills can create machine learning models uh, in, a, in a very easy way. And I guess what we see here is that many vendors try to make technical topics such as machine learnings usable by non-technical users. Um, furthermore, um, the roots of, let's say, CDP was in many cases in the BTC market. Actually, we see that uh, many solutions already are engaged in B2B uh, scenarios as well. Others still aim to get there because we actually see that the requirements for a B2B, um, let's say, customer journey, customer experience uh, is developing and also the users expect, let's say, the same um, yeah, let's say uh, experience as they have it in uh, B2C uh, scenarios already. So here, um, the solutions developed to uh, focus on customer profiles for companies uh, and uh, also further uh, capabilities to refocus on the B2B market. Many have it already, some still develop here. And last but not least, um, if we look a little bit in the future, and we created a leadership brief to uh, relate to that uh, topic a couple of weeks ago, machine customers. Uh, in a couple of years, we will have more and more non-human consumers or customers. For instance, a car that orders uh, fuel or electricity uh, by itself, 
or an easy example, a printer that automatically reorders uh, an ink cartridge. And, uh, but we will also have more complex um, machine customer solutions or uh, scenarios where um, yeah, we don't have a human anymore at the other side. And that's also something the companies, the organization must uh, consider when, let's say, preparing customer journeys, gathering customer data, because there might be a computer at the other end. Excellent. This is really interesting. And um, I think if there are any questions, I, I just try to highlight that. If there are any questions from the audience regarding the topics that you just mentioned, and I'm really looking forward to questions towards non-human customers, um, Please, if you're watching this on YouTube, add your questions in the comment section. If you're uh, listening or watching this episode with your podcatcher on your mobile device or whatever, please use the mail address that's in the, uh, the, uh, in the episode notes and let us know your questions, your feedback, your comments, um, so that, um, Roland and I can come back to you with, um, our opinion and we gather your opinion. You've mentioned the leadership brief and the leadership compass are already published. So the audience can just head over to the Kupinger Cole website and, and download them there. Happy reading. Great to hear that. And, and while you're there, I have to mention that. And I, I really want to mention that um, we are heading towards the uh, Cybersecurity Leadership Summit as well, which will take place in November in Berlin. Just a quick mention. Today, we were on the application, on the consumer, on the business side, but we are also focusing on doing business correctly. So uh, cybersecurity is highly important to enable um, business. And this is something that we are currently planning for. So it will take place on November 8th to November 10th in Berlin. And we will have great speakers like CISOs and security experts from large European and international companies. So let's meet there and uh, talk about cybersecurity as a key component. And you've mentioned compliance and security and governance as one key part there as well. Roland, thank you very much for having you in this episode today. Uh, really a pleasure to having you. And I would really like to see you again for a future episode. So, Roland, thank you very much for being my guest today. Well, a pleasure. Talk to you soon, Matthias. And thanks a lot. Thank you and bye-bye. Bye-bye.